We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, we are live. Welcome to the RG DFS Tournament Takes Podcast. My name is Chris Kirkwood, screen name Kirk Bees, your host here with my co-host, the one, the only, the man who's built $2,500 from $0. That's right. He turned 0 into 2500 as of today on Yahoo. Um, Brian Jester of Occupy Fantasy. Uh, he has got much better accolades than that, but uh, this show is presented by Yahoo, so I thought I'd lead that off with that. But anyway, we're here to talk week 17. COVID is everywhere. Um, content is getting tough to do, but we're going to try to uh, break this slate down. How you doing, Brian? Chris, what's up, man? Yeah, zero to 2,500. Didn't reach the goal of 10K, but still pretty proud of that accomplishment. And uh, yeah, as, as we, you know, each week passes as we do this show, you and I are like, eh, well, we got some news, but we know it's going to change by tomorrow. So we'll, we'll do our best we can to get some uh, information out here on Fridays. Yep, it's COVID, COVID, COVID. Um, once again, this show is presented by Yahoo. Um, Yahoo is the place to play. Uh, I've been playing there forever. I say this every week. Uh, I had moved a couple of years ago. I moved the majority of my action over there because of the lower rake. Um, because of a lot of lot, a lot of people don't. It's kind of the last site that a lot of people focus on. So you can get an edge that way. Um, they're also, you know, giving out overlay left and right. So there's definitely an edge there. For that, um, I just think that if you're you're new to DFS or you've been struggling on some other sites or whatever, you know, try and you know that's what everyone always says. Try a, di- a new site, right? Like you're you're struggling on DK for a while, you go over to FanDuel and all of a sudden you start winning instantly. It's like the the medicine. Uh, yep. Same thing with like Yahoo. So sometimes it it helps to to, to get your feedback on a different site. But uh, I I love it personally. The action's been hot and heavy this season over there. Everybody's been moving over. Um, that's probably because they got the the million dollar baller, the twenty dollar entry with two hundred k overlay every week. I always have to just look to see are they really doing it again? But yes, they're doing it with a negative twenty five percent management fee. 
They also have a no man 100k happy new year tournament this week, 10 bucks, uh, no management fee there. So that's no rake. So that they're making nothing off of that tournament. So, I mean, this is you get the most bang for your buck over there. Um, so definitely start playing. They also have the single game contests on. Well, we didn't have a Thursday this week, but whenever they do have the Thursday game, the Sunday night game and the Monday night game, they've been doing the single games. Um, I like that, too. I was a little skeptical. I you know, I hadn't played much on that. Um, and I know they they kind of uh, mimic the FanDuel way. And I, I didn't really paid much of the single games over there, but I really actually enjoyed it this season. It's super fun, dude. It's super fun and lots of strategy involved. Yeah, and and uh, I know you guys do a lot of uh, work over at Occupy Fantasy about uh, breaking down the optimal ways to play uh, single game content. And uh, I know you have like a playbook or something, don't you have? Uh, yeah, we have a guide. We guide with all the yeah. all the lineup rules and and historical results that you need to 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 get to showdown. Again, we don't we didn't do it for Yahoo, but a lot of the same concepts, like you said, from FanDuel same, apply there. So exactly, it's the exact same. Uh, it's just cooker, uh, kickers versus defense is different, but same. Everything else is the same. Um, anyways, so yeah, uh, definitely, uh, you know, jump on over now with NBA has been going great over there too. The action's been getting a, a lot bigger just across all, all, uh, sports, but we how still you got, handle, uh, how, how you been handling the, the COVID stuff in NBA. I mean, I've kind of given up. I, I played, <laughs> I, uh, I did well, you know, I, I haven't played in like two or three days. Um, I just needed a break mentally. I did well in my last slate and I was like, each day I've just been finding excuses to, to not play because, you know, plus it's the holidays and family around and whatnot right. and th things to do. And um, my girl's off we just, work. We just, and... we just added the player ID to Mario Chalmers for our model this morning. And I said, that's, that's probably the line where you need to stop when Mario Chalmers getting added into the player pool. You know what I would love to see? Udonis Haslam chalk night. Like imagine if that ever happened. <laughs> please, um, please. Yeah. I, and I'm waiting for Jared Sullinger to get a 10-day contract. He was my favorite Celtics player. With uh, he was a little overweight. Do you remember him? He was he had skills, but he was overweight yep. always. I would I would love to see what shape he is in currently. I mean, he's um, like one he's anyway, like one call away from being from being uh, from getting a contract. I, so. I, I mean, I keep waiting for like that 10-day 10-day news to so I can uh, see Sully back in action. All right. Uh, onto the slate. Week 17, 14 games. Uh, playoff implications all around. Uh, COVID news all around injuries as people are breaking down like they always do towards the end of the season we just got big news today that uh antonio gibson is going to be out was that a that was covid yeah that, yeah that was yeah that was covid yep yeah um but anyway we got 14 games um we've got a couple high totals um not as many as you would expect with 14 but it's also that time of the year now where games are getting a little tougher and uh these uh players are falling down left and right so we do have arizona dallas with a 51 and a half point total um we do have the chiefs at the Bengals. chiefs are uh favored by five points starting to play well even without uh when Ty needing tyreek hill last week um they play the Bengals after you know joe burrow just went absolutely nuclear t higgins went absolutely nuclear they nuked the slate last week um, that game has a 51 point total certainly does look kind of juicy. Um, then we go, uh, all the way next highest total from there from 51 is 46 and a half with the, the Rams minus four and a half, uh, at the Ravens good spot for the Rams to get their passing game, uh, you know, reactivated, right? Like Stafford's been struggling a little bit lately, but the, the Ravens has just been a, a pass funnel defense. And so uh, I'm expecting a good game out of Stafford this week. And then there's just a bunch of games, you know, with the, you know, obviously with some plays all around, but no, no great totals. 
Um, first thing I do is I um, looked at the, like I always do, I look at the blitz most plays. Uh, it's the, and cor correlate that with Thorman snaps and pace article over on establish the run. And they're right in line together because uh, the up and pace game should be the chief Bengals, Rams, Ravens, and Cardinals Cowboys. So certainly going to be looking there, but um, what stands out to you, at least when you started to prepare for the slate this week? Yeah. The first thing that, that came to mind is we have 14 games on the slate, which is the largest number we've had since, you know, we, week one basically and it always makes it interesting to me because normally we have a 14 or 15 game slate in week 17 now we get week 17 week 18 with similar size slates and with more options that technically gives us more players to to hit the optimal lineup maybe less chances for stacks to get there and historically personally my my results have always been pretty poor in weeks one through three and weeks 17 when there are no buys and there are more games on the slate um but it's just it's an interesting puzzle to think about when there's so many more options to choose from yeah and I, I think correlation becomes more key like that so it's been correlated there's been a lot of uh talk about correlation this year it's like uh skinny single stacks have become the new multi stacks you know because people are playing them less or even not stacking at all and i know that we were looking at the uh the baller results in the beginning and it was like some of those winning lineups were they just looked like a season-long fantasy team right like there was no correlation whatsoever um, so it's interesting. I think this week correlation is going to be key, you know, with just so many games, it's, um, you're going to want to be on the one that does pop off, but, um, yeah, it is interesting from a strategical perspective. Um, but let's start at the quarterback position. Like we always do. We're going to talk about the top value plays and, uh, the main lineup plays, um, that we're looking at and we're going to do it from each position by position. And uh, then we're going to give you some stack ideas. So starting off at the quarterback position for the top values, we do at least have it, you know, and this, he's going to be extremely chalky. He's probably going to be the chalkiest quarterback on the slate, which looks like the screaming number one value is it looks like Trey Lance is going to get the start this week. Um, Jimmy G's got a, a busted finger or something, right? What, what is it exactly? The, yeah. It's torn thumb it's, ligaments, sprain doesn't sound yeah. good. Yeah, um, whatever. Jimmy G's not very good anyway. Um, but Trey Lance brings some rushing upside to the table. Um, you know, certainly, uh, you know, a little rough around the edges. Uh, you know, he hasn't really exploded. He did have two good games this season, week four against Seattle. Uh, he had a pretty decent game for 20 fantasy points, which would probably work, where he threw for 157 yards. Um, but he rushed for 41 yards, seven rushing attempts. Then he... Uh, he rushed in week five, 16 rushing attempts for 89 yards against the Cardinals. So the rushing upside is certainly there. And then anything you can get through the air with him is a bonus. He does have good weapons. San Francisco is a, you know, that you can always trust in Shanahan to put together some nice game plans. So, um, and it's a matchup with Houston. Houston is uh, 15th in DVOA versus the pass, 26th versus the run, which speaks a little higher to, uh, his strength, which would be on the feet. So for certainly for 20 bucks, you can build some good lineups with him. Um, I wrote down, and this is my Homer take. I wrote down Mac Jones for 23 and uh, it's extremely scary from like a volume perspective. I know. Um, but it's also a matchup with Jacksonville. Uh, Jacksonville is horrendous on defense. They are a little bit better against the run. You know, the Pats are going to want to run and make it a run heavy game. Now. But I'm thinking this is just a narrative street. I'm thinking this, you know, they need Mac Jones to get some confidence, right? Going into the playoffs, um, that Colts game, I think really, 
really uh, hurt him in that first half. Yes, he finished out much stronger, but you know the the talk around town here in New England, everyone's all over him. You know, of like funny thing is, three weeks ago they were like, "This kid is the next Tom Brady." The Pats are going to be in the Super Bowl this season. Now they're all like, all "Yeah, he's not game. ready." It's wet behind the ears. They they're hiding him. You know, so I think they. This is just narrative speak, Pats fan. I think they'd want to build a little confidence with him, get him get him going a little bit. Um, maybe I'm wrong, but if that is the case, 23 bucks in a matchup in Jacksonville, I could certainly see that working out. Um, I don't know how big of a ceiling he's going to have in this spot, but uh, again, it's 23 bucks. So then, then we move over from there. I, you know, that's pretty much all I liked on the cheap end, and then I the the higher end is what got me. I started with Stafford at 33 against the Ravens. Um, the Ravens have allowed the most fantasy points to QBs over the last four weeks. Um, have around allowed the second most on the season. Uh, to QBs. I think it's a good get right spot. Like I said, they're a pass funnel defense. They do stop the run well. Um, Sony Michelle is going to be chalky uh, on Yahoo this week, I think. Um, so I think Stafford is a good way and people are kind of fed up with him, although it is easy. You know, when you're playing Cooper Cup, you're probably going to want to play Stafford. People will look that way. It's not very sneaky. But then from there, there's Dak Prescott at 36. Um, and then uh, there is Josh Allen at 41. And of course, there's Mahomes at 36. And uh, how much is Burrow? Burrow. Uh, Burrow is 32. And Burrow is not going to be very popular for, um, I don't think, at least now he's not projecting to get much ownership. So that that's kind of what I wrote down for the plays that interest me. What were you thinking? Yeah. So the big question is in your main lineup, do you want to play Trey Lance or do you? not want to play Trey Lance and, and get different at that position. But again, like you said, 20 bucks, his rushing ability is obviously there. And as a result, his rushing ability is going to mean less opportunity in the passing game for Kittle, Debo, Ayuk, which kind of lowers the ceiling on those guys, uh, which is just a, a secondary effect of Lance starting. So it's interesting from a stacking perspective. Do you need to stack him? Do you have to stack him if he's going to run 15 times? I don't think you do in your main lineup. And then to me, if you pay up at the position instead – I like Dak the most, for sure. Arizona's missing their top two cornerbacks. Dak is getting Tyron Smith back. The game has one of the highest totals, fastest paces, like you talked about. So I think that's an interesting spot. And Dak's probably my favorite payup option. I like Allen, too. The question is obviously the weather um, and a lot of potential weather concerns this weekend with, with cold and wind and even snow in Buffalo. I'm not too concerned with their pass run ratio, but in a potential blowout, do they run more? Potentially missing Emmanuel Sanders. It's, I mean... There are enough question marks to make me not pay that price in my main lineup for Allen. Yeah. So, I mean, it's the thing about Allen is you're getting all of the efficient throws and the efficient runs in this offense. Now, yes, Singletary looked pretty good last week. Um, and I think he's an interesting play when we get to running backs this week. But, you know, he Allen leads all quarterbacks in end zone throws, right? And we know this team passes when they're still ahead. They, they keep the, the, the foot on the pedal. He performs better when he's a favorite, you know, so you check that box this week. It's against Atlanta, who's a horrendous defense. And he's he's up there for red zone carries amongst anybody, uh, all, all running backs. Uh, so, like I said, I think you get the, the high value uh, touches with um, – and, and throws with Josh Allen. So I think you can feel good when you do pay up for him. But again, you're, you're paying over twice the price of Trey Lance, right? So, and I don't, to answer your question or what your thought, and I think you were saying the same thing is that I don't think you need to stack Trey Lance. I think sure. in the baller, 
you know, it might make some sense to make, get some differentiation to even do a single or a double. And certainly he's, he's cheap enough that um, you don't have to stack him, right? Like if he gets a rushing touchdown alone on his legs and gets his 60, 70 yards rushing, I mean, that whatever he does in the passing is just gravy on top. Right. So um, yeah, I don't think you need to stack him. I think it can differentiate it a little bit, a little bit. Um, Cause I think he's going to be a pretty popular play solo this week. Um, and especially with the we'll, pricing of his weapons too, right? Like Kittle and Samuel, we don't get any discounts on them. So, yeah. I mean, with a, a lowered passing volume, that's it's going to be really tough for them to hit their price tags on a 14 game slate. Yep. Uh, I agree. Um, but uh, you know, I am, I, I am thinking about Josh and, uh, you know, I am kind of looking to uh, Dak or Stafford. Um, I'm going to see how any news about uh, Tyreek Hill, uh, you know, how he's feeling this week, um, you know, and I faded him last week and I think I just got lucky uh, for that reason. You know, I, I didn't specifically know. I mean, it's, it's tough to gauge, right? Like for sure. A lot of these players coming off of COVID are completely fine. They're just the exact same that they were before, but we've seen a lot in NBA and in, in football. There's cases like Tyreek Hill where uh, Mahomes said Tyreek Hill was exhausted out there in, in week 16 um, after uh, coming coming back from COVID. And uh, so it's it's hard to gauge. So I think that we always have to, at least in our heads, build in a little risk for that when we're, when we're building our lineups and know what we're, we're stepping into. But um, you would think he would be better for this week, and you know certainly this is a game that that could pop off, right? Don't you have to? Yeah, I mean for sure, if, for sure. And you know Mixon could, you know the KC defense has been pretty good. They've been um, easier to run on. You'd think Mixon should be able to have some success, but you know the way that any team that has like three really strong passing game weapons is just such a great situation for a quarterback, and like this should be the nut kind of game for that because you know, you got to keep up with Mahomes and his, you know, his passing game prowess. So uh, certainly I, I, those, both of those guys are in play for me and, you know, Dak with the, the, the highest total game in Arizona, just looking, you know, they're just on the downs. I mean, they started off so good this season and they, they just, they, I bet on them big heavily last week. So <laughs> a little sour on the Arizona. Yeah, I'm, I'm really soured and I'm still feeling it as you can tell. I will, I will but, say though, I, I yeah. actually like Kyler a lot this week because like you said, they've been doing poorly recently. This is a high total game, high pace game, and he's getting Rodney Hudson back his center. He's missed the last couple of weeks. And that's kind of coincided with the, the absence of DeAndre Hopkins. And a lot of the people that I respect think that the Rodney Hudson return will, will be a lot bigger impact than it would if, than if, if Hopkins was returning. So I'm willing to take a bet on that at much lower ownership in a high total game in, in say the baller. Yeah. And, and I do really think that this chiefs Cincy game with the fact that it's in Cincy with Cincy coming off of that big week. And usually I like to like fade situations like this when, after you get a huge week from burrow and everything, my normal, my normal feeling is like, I, I think they're going to be over overvalued by a lot of people from just one week sample from the week before. But in my own head, it just sets up like the like, you know, that Mahomes, if he's in a, in a if they're in a game where it's competitive and their 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 offense is humming, they hummed last week. They didn't need Tyreek. Right. They didn't right. really need they didn't need Kelsey. He didn't play. And, uh, you know, their offense is now finally putting 
putting strong week after strong week. I mean, they, they've been phenomenal. They 22 point 22, nine win against Denver week 13, then followed up with a 48 to nine win against the Raiders, then a, a shootout game win 34, 28 against the chargers. And then they just smoked pit 36 to 10, which was over by by halftime um, even before that. So their offense is humming and, uh, I, I think the same. I think that uh, Cincy is the team that could put up a lot of points with them. You know, with their offense, with their three really talented receiving weapons. So um, I'm probably gonna. For right now, I'm kind of leaning towards getting involved in that game in particular. But like um, who else? Who else are we looking at here? I mean, we haven't. You know, then we got we got interesting spots. Like right, we got like Tom Brady against the Jets. Yep. But it's like, are the Jets are going to be able to do anything to to keep? you know, to keep pressure on uh, the That's Bucks the to put up some points. Yeah. Um, you know, Lamar might be back. Um, we're, he's uh, questionable still at this point. He has, has practiced, not full practice, but has been practicing this week or no, he did not practice. Yeah. It sounds Thursday. like, it sounds like, it sounds like Huntley's going to start now, which is just as huh. interesting though. Like, I mean, we, we've seen his upside and we get a little bit of a cheaper price with him. So in a game, and if you like the other side of that game, then Huntley's going to be forced to throw. So I, I don't mind that spot at all for tournaments. Yeah. I, I liked Huntley last week. Um, and uh, yeah, I just watched a, a, a video from Harbaugh saying that he, I think Lamar has a chance to play on Sunday. We'll have to see. So I, I you know, it's, he's saying, yes, he has a chance, but he's kind of like saying he's probably not going to play by saying right. that. Right. Yeah, right. So. Like, like every other situation we'll have to watch through tomorrow to see, yeah. see what information we get. Um, I also, I did write down Taysom too, right? 29 bucks. Um, we know his rushing upside. I don't think a lot of people are going to play him. I think he's, he's another option that uh, kind of in that Trey Lance mold, obviously we don't have to pair him with anybody, but I mean, it's hard to, hard to not like Taysom. We, we forgot about him after he's, he's been out for a week and we saw Ian Book on national television, but now we get Taysom. Oh, horrendous. Get, Ian Book God. was horrendous. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm on board there with Taysom. And I think he is will be – I think he is, as of right now, being overlooked and will be overlooked. Um, I don't – I mean, it's – it's you can't play Hurts at 40, I don't think. I mean, you no. could for GPPs. He's got the rushing upside. But, you know, he had – he he's just struggled in the last week to even – you know, he got kind of, I played him last week and I was lucky to get like over 16 points because he got a couple of touchdowns late, but like his first half was just atrocious. You know, he just did nothing and they were just running the ball, running the ball, running the ball. And he wasn't running. They just didn't use him much to run at all. So that just, you know, he's always like a scary roster. Um, he's, he looks good on paper, but you know, like if he was like 35 bucks this week, he would be the massive chalk, but he's 40. Um, and but no then you go into halftime playing. and he has no touchdowns and they're up 14-0 yeah. and you're like, well, but I don't know if I'm going to get 10 points from him this week. <laughs> exactly. Um, I'm trying to see if there's any other names here. Uh, I don't. Think I agree so. with you on Mac Jones, by the way. I have him. I have right. him written down. That's good. Good to hear. Um, all right, let's move it on over to wide receiver. Um, we certainly, you know, we, you know, we don't have m many. We have some value plays, but they're not, nothing to feel great about, right? Yep. So when I, the first thing I did, like from a value perspective, so I'm looking for someone like below like the $17 range, whatever, when I'm talking about top values, um, because, you know, usually you get like a kind of stacked 18 to 24 range on Yahoo. That's, those are kind of the main plays usually. So, um, as we've discussed all season, but, uh, Christian Kirk is $16 against Dallas. That's just, you know, he is the, the number one guy right now. This, 
you know, the offense has been struggling, but if they do put it together in this marquee game with Dallas, uh, certainly could be great. Now Dallas is very good against the pass, so this is not an easy matchup, but it is a good game environment. Um, then I wrote down Russell Gage for 13, and that's just like, all right, I'm already already reaching here at this point, right? Like, um, he, like I mean, he's, cheap, the, he's cheap for his target share, but then you look at their team totals like 12 points. It's like, am I really going to play this guy? Yeah, and in and it's in Buffalo in the cold, and uh, yeah, it's tough. But like, like you said, but like the like he did get two weeks ago. He had 11 targets, eight receptions for 91 yards against San Fran. Um, so um, you know the the target shares is there for him. You know, in a tough matchup with Tampa Bay, kind of some kind of tough. He had 12 targets, 11 catches, 130 yards. So there is some upside there. Um, it's just, it doesn't feel good. Uh, then there's, and we'll talk about not feeling good. Then there's Braxton Berrios, right? We just got the news that Elijah Moore is out today. Uh, he's $12. He returned a kickoff for a touchdown or a punt for a touchdown last week. We'll take it. But yeah, I mean, you take whatever you roster Braxton Berrios, you take whatever the hell you can get. Right. <laughs> for sure. And Crowder sounds like he's going to be out again. So yeah, uh, we've seen the, especially in a game where they're going to trail the entire game, Berrios could easily approach 10 targets. Yeah. And they shouldn't have success running, but they probably just won't have any success period. <laughs> um, then the main plays. So we just got interesting news because the, the chalk, at least it looks like it's going to be Antonio Brown this week for good reason. Mm. I mean, and I played him last week. Uh, he was a big, big part of me winning because a lot of, uh, I mean, a lot of people, you know, he, they, uh, they had Tyreek over him, even though it was a different price, but that was kind of like a two V two. I had uh Hertz versus Matt Ryan and uh, with Antonio Brown versus uh, Tyreek. So nice. uh, I was looking bad. Uh, when you know Matt Ryan was fine with Hertz, like they were both pretty much the same, but uh, I got the floor game from uh Tyreek to save me. So, uh, anyways, Antonio Brown got I mean, he was the clear number one, like we talked about it, his connection with Brady the week before, you know, stepping into a situation where uh, all their past weapons out. Uh, Mike Evans is now trying, to, uh, he just got reactivated. We don't know if he's going to play or not this week. We'll have to keep following the news there with that. But we also just got news that Antonio Brown is on the um, a game going to be a game time decision, which is always fun. I guess he tweaked his ankle in practice this week. Um, if I if I had to guess, I bet you he'll end up playing, but I don't know. It's a, it's a complete guess. But he did get 15 targets, 10 receptions, 101 yards last week. He is going for some um, bonus money, which Brady loves to get his guys there their uh their money at the end of the season so that's something that's working in his favor that's why i think he'll end up playing but uh we'll have to wait and see so i like him tyreek 29 bucks you get a uh a price drop with him right and uh if he's healthy you hope you know you hope he's back in condition in good in good shape for this game so this is a game i love the target so 29 bucks like him Cooper Cup against just probably like one of the nut matchups because the Ravens have just been giving giving up so much production to the passing game, um, which is what we saw with uh, the Bengals offense last week. But Cooper Cup could step into a monster game. But you get that really nice floor from targets. You know, he he didn't 
I had him last week and I it was fine. It was good. Like that's the you you I got the floor game, right? Like for 16 fantasy points. He was fine. 13 targets, 10 receptions, 110 yards. You're always the only thing is is you're used to like two TDs on top of that. We went with Cooper Cup this season. So it didn't feel good, but you know, he brings that high floor to the table. You have to pay for it for sure. But uh you can be done, especially with some running back value going. And then um I have a feeling, well, I'll let you talk about this, but like I want to target this Dallas game, right? So uh, I have a feeling C.D. Lamb is going to go off, but it could be that Amari Cooper squeaky wheel narrative like coming to fruition. He got 11 targets in that last game in Washington. They kind of did whatever they wanted and just gave everybody a little bit a little bit of action. Uh, but C.D. Lamb was the guy that was left out in that game. And I just feel like uh, they're going to get him. You know, he's going to have one of those big C.D. monster games this week. But that's – I mean, I have nothing to really back that up, but a gut feel. But who who are you liking? I mean, yeah, sometimes that's all we have is a gut feel. And a lot of times those gut feels are a result of research or, or things we've read or watched or seen. And just it, we, we don't remember it fully. But, yeah, I, I agree. I think if I had to pick one, it would be C.D. Lambda. With, with with Arizona missing their top two cornerbacks, we're going to want to target that passing game. But obviously the question is, which receiver do we target? And the answer is uh, uh, the people who, who on Twitter who say, if I had 150 lineups, I could win two. They won't like this answer, but just make multiple lineups and put, put different Dallas receivers with Prescott in different lineups, and that, that's your answer. But I like all of the guys you mentioned. I think Kirk is the number one play at 16 bucks, way too cheap in that game. Um all the other guys you mentioned are great plays. The other guys I wrote down were, were T Higgins at 24. And that, again, it's not, we're not trying to be uh recency biased here, but you know, if he's going to lead that lead, lead that team in targets in a high total game at 24 bucks, we have to like that Marquise Brown. He hasn't practiced Thursday or Friday with an illness, the sickest team in the NFL. And uh, if he can play, we've seen that that Huntley does target him heavily when he's on the field. So if, if Marquise Brown's going to suit up, I like him as well. And the other one, a little bit grosser because of the quarterback situation is DJ Moore, still only $18 and uh, playing in the slot should avoid Marshawn Lattimore. I think that's the other guy I like in that range, but those are the guys that I would consider for, for my main lineup. And then we obviously, like you said, we have to monitor AB and Mike Evans because then maybe we get, you know, a Tyler Johnson or something that we could play if both are out. Yeah. Higgins is interesting to me because it's like, we were getting him at $17 and he was like a, a bargain each week. And like, right. you know, we were, it, the problem was, is, you know, there's so much competition with Boyd and uh, Jamar chase, but um, he, all the stats were saying to play this guy, play this guy, play this guy. And now he's basically, he is the number one receiver on that team. If you're, if you're looking at uh, air yards, if you're looking at target share. Um, so, um, and he's been more efficient, right. You know, he's, he's, and he finally had like that monster game. He broke the slate last week. So he was the key to everything. I think it's certainly possible it could happen again, but I also think it's certainly possible that it could happen for Jamar Chase, that it could happen for Boyd. Um, so uh, this just goes to what you were saying with, you know, play play your borough lineups with multi combinations there. Uh, for a main lineup, I think T Higgins is going to be very popular this week in cash and like in the, the, the small field stuff. So I'm going to have to make a decision on that. I'm not, I don't have a, a good take right now on whether I'm going to end up with it or not, but like my gut is telling me that CD lamb beats him this week. But I can see um, that. what do you, what do you think about Keenan Allen at 23? Yeah. Him too. You know, he, he, he's out of favor. I mean, I had him in my lineup main lineup last week and I was lucky to to do well with him because he was so chalky, but I mean, he was a total bust last week. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, I mean, this, this team in general, you know, the losing to Houston like that is a, is a wake up call for sure. Um, it's not the easiest matchup by any means, but he's, 
yeah, I'm on board for 23 bucks. I'm always on board with Keenan Allen, right? Yeah. Like he just commands targets, that guy. Um, so and then from there, I mean, it, all right. Give me your take on what Seattle does this week. Uh, so, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know if you, but if, have you heard like the reports on Lockett and how like he lost weight, couldn't sleep, couldn't eat because of COVID. I don't know if he's fully healthy yet from it, but it sounded like it hit him pretty hard. And, um, you know, that impacted his ability last week. Will he be fine this week? I don't know. Um, DK Metcalf, I thought we were off to a DK Metcalf game last week after the long touchdown. And then he had like one more catch the rest of the way. So I don't know. I'm going to continue to play Metcalf over Lockett, especially with the COVID news. But honestly, the best receiver in that game might be on the other side. And Amon Ross St. Brown, who's just dominated targets the last month or so. Well, I think he makes for an easy bring back, right? And you know, mm-hmm. I've been I've been preaching these rush stacks every week. And I'm <laughs> so the reason I'm gonna throw last week out the I throw last week away is that game was was gross weather, right? It was snowing. Um yeah. you know, it was just it was just a weird game. Uh so I, I think I'm gonna go back to Russ this week. I'm gonna try have to take a leap of faith with the locket, but Metcalf is so cheap and the the bring back with him on. St. Brown, uh, that's that's did I say it right? Is that I think you might have forgotten a syllable in there somewhere? Yeah, there that's what I think. Amon Ross, St. Brown, there you go, right? There it is. Yeah, yeah. uh, anyway, the guys, the guys, ridiculous. I mean, it, it just just look at the last four weeks 12 targets, 12 targets, 11 targets, 11 targets. He's catching, these are all catches he's making. Now, the problem is who's going to be playing quarterback because golf is out again. So, yeah, it sounds like Boyle once again. Yeah, um, but, you know, he was fine last week. So I think he makes her an easy bring back in that game. Um, and uh, I certainly think the Seattle offense, I hope they don't just run, run, run. But I think there's a good opportunity here against Detroit. Um, I think this is this is, this is is the time. Uh, you know, weather, I'm going to look to weather too. Do we have any, did you, did you look up any weather spots or anything? Dude, there's so much weather everywhere. It is, it is cold, potential rain wind potential I'm, snow in like 10 assuming, to 15 yeah yep detroit at seattle chance for rain so i'm gonna keep my eyes glued there on the temperature and whatnot but man i wish it was in the dome because then i'd be all over russ mm-hmm. all right um any other wide receivers i think the other ones three i had listed renfro obviously with this target share we have to consider every week now and then uh aj brown and Jalen waddle i think both are yeah waddle. priced uh on yahoo but they, I mean, we, it's hard to argue both their target share, especially A.J. Brown last week coming off the injury and then just being hammered with targets. I think both those guys in the same game uh, are definitely pivots for for the baller. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, I love what Waddle looked awesome uh, He's a beast, against dude. the Saints. And, you know, he did have the matchup over the slot, but, like, it's that's – that's going to be the only efficient targets for this uh, with Tua at the quarterback, right? It's going to be tough for like to get Devonte Parker big games. He is a red zone threat for sure, but um, uh, I definitely like like Waddle. Uh, I think I, I like Miami to win this game in general. Um, so you should probably bet on Tennessee the way this last week has gone for me. Writing that down Maybe. right now. Yeah, yeah. There you go. At least, at least someone can profit off of it. Um, all right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Any other guys? Um, I think that's I it. We named like 40 yeah. receivers. I think we can yeah, move on. Yeah, we're good. Let's move it on over to running back. Running back's pretty interesting this week. Um, we've got, um, from the, the value perspective, we have to make a decision or we're going to have to make a decision on 
the the Washington situation with Antonio Gibson being ruled out now for COVID, uh, which now you know we know that McKissick has already been out too and is will be out. Um, it's they're down to two running backs as far as I can tell. I don't know if they're going to call somebody up if they have that ability or not. But Jarrett Patterson looks like the guy who's going to be at least the the between the tackles main running back. Um, he's twelve bucks. He looked pretty good um against philly um a couple weeks ago um where he got you know when he was rushing i just remember he had four rushes 20 yards he got a touchdown he did get nine rushing attempts against dallas that game was a disaster in general so i don't think you put much stock in it but it looks like he's going to be the number one running back but it's just a question of will he get any targets or not because we've seen no targets really out of him um he did get one uh, in a game against dallas three weeks ago um Jonathan Williams is a guy you were talking about earlier. I don't know much about him, but you know, he did get some more targets in, in that last game in, in week 16. So maybe he'll be the, the third down back. I don't know, but uh, Patterson at 12 bucks will certainly be interesting if he's going to get any kind of volume. They just don't have much options. Right. Yeah, um, I mean, this, this, Patterson's the guy, right? Like, so I'm in the DC area and, and, you know, during training camp on talk radio, right. That's all you heard was Patterson's got to make the team. He's electric. And he did make the team. Uh, they haven't used him much outside of outside of injuries. But the question is, you know, this team is in, in bad shape with injuries and COVID and, all, and just everything going on with them. Do they give Patterson the ball? He's a talented guy. And at 12 bucks, if he gets, you know, 60% plus of the work, he's, he should be able to hit value. But I'm going to be monitoring beat reports throughout the weekend to see if they can decipher what kind of split, if any, this is going to be. And then it depends on, like, how your overall lineup builds are looking. So because certainly, like – how big of a difference is $12 to $18, right? Because like you look, then we got plays like Josh Jacobs, who at least we know is a, is a good talent and, you know, is going to get a ton of touches, right? Like, so last week against Denver, he had 27 rushing attempts for 130 yards rushing. Now he didn't get any touchdowns where usually it's opposite where he's, he gets, he's, he's the guy who finds the end zone and doesn't really have much rushing yardage. But if we get that, that game out of him where everything's popping, where he gets the, gets the 130 yards and he actually hits the end zone, then he's going to be a, a steal, but you know, it isn't the easiest matchup, especially from the run. Indi- Indianapolis is really good at stopping the run. Um, but uh, they would be better served if they can start getting him more targets in the passing game. Um, it's just, I don't know why they, they don't usually, they did get him against Washington back in uh, week 13. He did have nine targets, nine receptions. I think the, so, you know, he's certainly a guy that could excel in the, if you get him out in space, I don't know why pe- teams just don't run screens or not uh, enough. In my opinion, that's why I was on, on Monday night. I was so confused, right? You have Alvin Kamara in the backfield and they ran zero. Yeah, screens. it they was so, and I was, I was preaching that all game. I, I was arguing that in discord with people. I was like, just <laughs> set a screen for him. That's all you literally have to do. And he can throw a screen. Never do it. He's in the NFL. I'm sure he yeah. can throw screens. Like it's, it's mind blowing. Yeah. Unreal. Um, Rex Burkhead is cheap. Uh, he was a huge uh, portion to winning lineups last week for, for uh, you know, uh, large field GPPs because he came out of nowhere. Well, we knew he was going to get the, the touches. We just didn't know that he would be able to be efficient. They'd have success. But the Chargers, you know, as we've seen, they've just gotten decimated by running back after running back after running back. And he put up 28 fantasy points. But uh, is it chasing? I don't know. But 22 rushing attempts? 
for $15 sounds pretty good to me. Yes, it's San Francisco. It's another tough matchup, uh, really tough. They're a second in DVOA versus the run. But, um, you know, it's volume that trumps all on his cheap price. And uh, maybe he finds the end zone again. Um, then from there, there's I think Devin Singletary is interesting because he looked pretty good in that week. If they they're a big, big home favorite, if they they do lean on him a little or let him get in the end zone. I mean, he's he's coming off back to back two really strong games where, you know, two weeks ago in Carolina, he had 22 rushing attempts, uh, only 12 last week, but did have six targets last week. So he's he's got different ways to get there for sure. And they are at home and a big favorite. So I think that's what he has going for him. And then uh, my main, the main play looks like it's going to be David Montgomery for twenty five dollars, and that's uh, volume and matchup, right? So the Giants twenty seventh in DVOA versus the run. Giants just an offense that is putrid. This is a game that Chicago should be able to control, and he's just getting so much volume right now. He's he's all they really got. Uh, well, they still have uh, Herbert, right? But they just haven't been using him. Um, so he had 21 rushing attempts last week, uh, nine targets. So that's 30 touches, right? Like, and, and, and everyone was touting his touch upside too. And so I think that that's real. So he's averaging 24 touches and hundred yards over the last month. So yeah, I, I'm, I've always, I you know I've said this on other shows, but I've always been a David Montgomery guy, you know, when people were all over him thinking that he's not, he's not very good. I always thought he is good. Just had a bad offensive line, but, um, so I'm on board with him. Then there's Ronald Jones. There's Sony Michelle. There's Alvin Kamara. Uh, I'll let you talk about uh, any of those guys and whoever else you like. Dude, there's so many plays, and I, it makes me think that we're, it might be a trap to play any of these guys that are below, say, 17, because we have so many guys in the mid-20s or like that 18 to $22 range. I, yeah, I, I listed Jacob as one of my top values as well. But then we also have the guys you mentioned, right, and especially David Montgomery. Um, but then you have – if James Conner is out and he hasn't practiced as of this recording, so maybe he practices Friday, we'll see, but he didn't play last week. He hasn't practiced yet. Then we get Chase Edmonds at $20 in one of the highest total games of the week. And then we also have, uh, who else do we have here that I was just looking at and I lost my place, but uh, Joe Mixon at 28 bucks is another guy. JT, if, if Wentz can return 42 bucks, maybe, but, oh, but Daryl Williams at $21, no CEH, Another high total game. Daryl Williams, we know, we know plays in the passing game. I mean, lots of great options this week. And it, to me, if, if we're going to play Singletary, Burkhead, Michael Carter, Bungawale, Patterson, like whoever's down there, just feels like they don't have the upside or the floor ceiling combinations of these guys that we pay five to eight more dollars. We might have one. Let me check something. Got an idea. Okay. Um, wait. I'm think is Jordan Howard if he is out, then we get Boston Scott, and I like that. Yeah, and Boston Scott at 16 bucks. If we can feel comfortable as being the lead back against this Washington team that doesn't have, you know, that Philly should control this game again. So uh, I could certainly go there. Um, but yeah, I, I do agree with that sentiment that um, you know, for just a little bit more, we can feel much more secure about the not only just the talent level. Uh, the touch touch is not and just on competitive offenses. You know, we're looking for a team that's going to produce, right? Like, so it's going to be really hard to click uh, Ogumba Wale um, as a 30 point underdog. Like, like why, and, why would you, why? And right. the blitz is spitting them out right now in optimal. So Cardi's going to be, Cardi's going to be touting Ogumba Wale unless things change. Um <laughs> I don't know. It's going to get, going to get tough, but like, there's just so many, there's like everything. So 
and then it's like you said, uh, and then the Chargers have just been decimated against the run by everybody. So it is, uh, it could be Melvin Gordon week, who's dinged up a little bit, um, limited practice. It could be Javante Williams again, who that's the guy I would lean with because I just, I just see the upside in that guy. But uh, both of these guys are dinged up a little bit. So catch the news on there. If you get a feeling on which one makes for a better play, just feel confident and use them, right? Um, they're going to be low owned because of the fact that they're they're sharing the the backfield. But one could certainly, you know, outperform the other big time. It's whoever's going to get the touchdowns. Um, Rashad Penny is kind of interesting to me. Um, I know Alex Collins is flirting with coming back potentially, but I don't know what they really want to do with Alex Collins anyway. Right. Uh, it's a matchup with Detroit. He's $22, which kind of seems a little bit overpriced maybe. I think his ownership will be down a little bit in comparison, but he's in play. There's Michael Carter. There's Joe Mixon. And then then there's my boy Damian Harris. Um, I was wondering. It, it, we, took, it took you a record time to get to Damian Harris. I'm, I'm curious to yeah. hear. Because I already kind of touted Mac Jones, so it's like you can't, <laughs> you can't play them both together. Um, it's one or the other. But, uh, I mean, it's a matchup with Jacksonville. Uh, that's really all you got to say. It's a Pats team that runs the ball. That's their identity, right? And they're, you know, they're coming off of two bad losses um, where they want to right the ship and get right and get into the playoffs and stuff. It's a, you know, they, it's – and they're a monster favorite. And, you know, and the thing about the Pats is, is they beat the teams they're supposed to beat and they, they beat them handily and they, they, they use their, whatever, the whatever matchups in their advantage. And so Damian Harris would pro make sense to be the guy this week, but I did already tout that. I think that they're going to, you know, let Mac Jones, but if I'm wrong, Damian Harris is the guy. So that's kind of why it took me so long to get there. But Alvin Kamara, I agree. They just, they, I can't believe the way they use them, but with Taysom back, it doesn't give me that much confidence because, you know, Taysom has been tough historically, you know, taken away a lot from Kamara. But, um, I mean, you can't get any worse than these last two weeks. Uh, you would think, like, this guy is such a talent and such an absolute beast when he, gets in space can can make a lot happen you would think they'd be able to do that this week and so you got to take the leap of faith 28 bucks is a cheap price for him in comparison to what it used to mean you know like we've paid 35 to 40 dollars for this guy in the past um yes the saints offense hasn't been clicking but uh they're going to be healthier this week so i'm on board there what are you what are your thoughts with ronald jones again head chopper versus the jets <laughs> well, so, so what scares me is right. They they'll do anything in their power not to give Ronald Jones the ball. And like all Bruce Arians could talk about with this week was how Keyshawn Vaughn's a three down guy in this league, and like he looks great. So like it, this could be more of a split than we want it to be. I think Ronald Jones still is the guy. Um, again, twenty four bucks as a thirteen point favorite, and he's talented. And anybody can run the ball. So he, even if they do split, right, Ronald Jones can get there. I think so. But I will say, I think the best tournament play on the board. We actually haven't mentioned his name yet. Is DeAndre Swift. He's coming back. Dan Campbell has been nothing but honest the entire year in his pressers. And he said that we're not, not going to shut him down. We'll shut him down after the season. And he's a young guy who needs to continue to grow. We're going to cut him loose on Sunday. Yeah, so cut him loose. For a, guy, yeah. for a guy whose ceiling we've seen at 28 bucks, uh, you know, I'm willing to take that at, at much lower ownership. Yeah, for sure. And he'll probably get steamed up here. But he's 28. <laughs> the 28 bucks is what's going to keep everybody off on Yahoo. Right. Um, but uh, certainly you can, you can, it's not hard to like, so if, if it's really not hard to make like one pivot 
to get like find like five or six dollars a salary on Yahoo. It's very easy every week. So you exactly. just gotta just gotta I guess, I guess, I guess to know. close it out, like who, who do you think is gonna be the most popular as of right now? Obviously, this can change, but like who do you think are the three most popular running backs? And then then whoever I think it's David Montgomery. I think Montgomery, and that's I, I think that's very good chalk. Then I think it's probably going to be some combination of Jacobs, Sony Michelle, Ronald Jones, Kamara. The, that's kind of like they're they're all kind of close. I okay. think now the the play I want to fade is Sony Michelle, but because you're maybe play that's passing wrong. You're, you're, you're playing yeah. for a passing attack. Yeah, that makes sense. Exactly. Um, and in twenty six dollars, just feels a little, a little, uh, little tough in a, in a game where I expect them to pass a lot. But um, Henderson is still still healthy. He's out. Henderson's out. He's out. He's gone. So it's just the Sony Michelle show. What happened yeah. to Henderson? What did I miss? Uh, he busted his knee up last week on a carry. All right. Oh, I should have known that. Um, so Sony Michelle, yeah, that's why I can't believe you didn't know there. one thing about one of the 300 players on the slate, Chris. I can't believe it. I mean, I just lost, you know what it is? It's the, the combination of, oh no, oh no. I just saw the worst news ever. What's that? Clippers coach Ty Lu has entered the health and safety protocols. <laughs> he literally stood. I went to the Celtics game the other day with courtside oh tickets God. with, uh, a friend who got them for me and, Set. He literally stood in front of me the entire game, and we talked and laughed. And he was he was loving me because I made because uh, Bledsoe made this like shot this move, and I said, you know that that reminds me of a young Ty Lue right there. And he turned around and like and so that like started us off. Um, but, Chris Kirkwood, oh, no. as, as I gotta yes, shit, I, I gotta be in the the proto protocol for uh, close oh, contact. No. Oh no! Add it to the add it to the report. All right. Anyways, but uh, so Michelle makes sense. I'm gonna fade him probably, but uh, we'll see how it ends up. Um, I I'm gonna I want Joe Mixon this week, but um, same. I could see them running yeah. the ball a ton despite passing so much last week. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's move it on over to tight end and make some stacks. And I gotta get a rapid COVID <laughs> test or something. It's not um, funny, but sorry. I know. I, I, it, it's kind of funny. Um, all right. So this week. Gronk uh, is shooting up more and more with uh, Antonio Brown potentially being hurt or limited. Uh, he's going to be popular against the Jets. Uh, Gronk has always smashed against the Jets. Uh, anyways, there's Zach Ertz. There's Kyle Pitts. There's Dalton Schultz. The the the, the cheap. There's Cole Komet always for cheap that we can use. Um, so I guess the cheapest play that looks good is Dalton Schultz in a, in a game with the Cardinals, right? Like 14 bucks. That feels pretty good. Ertz on the other side of that game, he's seeing monster targets now for back-to-back weeks. Um, so that feels pretty good. And then there's Gronk kind of at the high end uh, who's coming off of three horrible games. Um, but uh, you know, that's more interesting. I'm not, I'm, that seems like the fade to me, honestly, but um, get your thoughts on that. Yeah, I think Schultz is, is – 14 bucks is probably the best value play for sure. I have Pitts listed too, but, again, if, we, if we're not really high on this Atlanta offense in the snow with a 14-point team total, then I don't know how much we really want to play Pitts either. But I, I think Ertz is probably the best overall play at the position given the target volume, the game environment, um, his usage without Hopkins on the field. I, I think Ertz is probably – and, again, 17 bucks, not too expensive – Probably one of the best plays because all the top tier guys have have warts, right? Kelsey coming off COVID, Mark Andrews, most expensive now, and playing with the backup quarterback. 
Um, Gronk, you mentioned uh, Kittle playing with a run-heavy quarterback potentially. So lots of warts for the top-tier guy. So may, maybe Ertz or someone else in that 17-20 range is the way to go for your main lineup. Yeah, um, and man, it's just crazy. So then the high, super high end, there are plays. Uh, it's gonna, it's gonna take some salary to get them, and that would be Mark Andrews and George Kittle, thirty-four and thirty-two. I mean, the, the bust potential is just so high. Man, it's but there, there is ceiling there. I mean, Mark Andrews is now shredded for uh, six out of the last seven weeks, and um, this is a this game could be really fun. So there's upside there. Dallas Goddard. 22 bucks Kelsey with 31 um, he, assuming he's back uh, which I think he will be so I mean yeah tight ends kind of interesting there's a lot of different ways to go this week but uh, I think Gronk is the fade I think Ertz or Schultz are probably the right plays um, Kyle Pitts is fine right like he's come the targets are, are there yeah 102 yard game against Detroit but he just just hasn't had an end uh, hasn't had a touchdown in, since week five. Uh, so I don't know. I'll give you, but, I'll, I'll uh, give you a cheap play. I'll give you a cheap play. Mo Ali Cox, Jack Doyle is going to be out. If Wentz plays $12 and we've seen Ali Cox be productive when he gets targets. So um, if you're looking for, for, for super cheap, I think he's probably the option down there. Nice. I'm going to write that down. I'm going to be upset if I lose all my money with him. Is there any other guys that are, I'll, I'll just I'll throw it right back at you when uh, when Miami loses and I lost my bet on them, so we'll, we'll be, be mad at each other. No, but you're you're gonna bet Tennessee now. Because oh, shit, that's right. My, you're right. You're right. Right. Because I I like Miami. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if I actually win a bet, um, all right, uh, yeah, that's tight end. Tight end is whatever, man. Make whatever work. I think any of these guys are in play. Yeah, I do see Mo Ali Cox projecting somewhat decently. Um, not that great, but you know, with with Doyle out, could could happen. I could see that you could go Moreau. Um, you know, yep. certainly, you know, the targets are there. He just has to get uh, a little bit more efficiency and working for him. Um, Dawson Knox could do some damage. You know, any of these guys are in play. So I think there's a lot of good viable tight end plays this week, um, and it's tough to hit the high end. All right, let's move on over to stacks. Um, what do you got for a favorite stack? Uh, it's the Kyler side. Uh, Kyler, uh, Christian Kirk, Zach Ertz, both those guys underpriced as receivers with high upside. Pairing with Kyler, hope that the Rodney Hudson effect is is a positive one coming back. And uh, and then running back with one of your favorite Dallas receivers. Uh, I, I, I agree with you. I think C.D. Lamb is probably the guy this week. So I'll say that's my favorite baller tournament stack. Yeah, so I'm going to take the other side and just do Dak. Dak with uh, – I actually like a – I like a Dak – uh, Dalton Schultz, um, CD Lamb double. I, like you're asking a lot, but and then running back, I think Kirk is the clear run back for sure, or Edmonds, um, or Edmonds too. Yep, you're right. Yeah, but um, like that, I'm trying to find something a little more. Mac Jones, all right, who are we pairing with Mac Jones? Yeah, uh, who, who Jacoby, cares? yeah, Hunter Henry or Jacoby, Nikhil Harry. That's interesting because the. He's ke- catching a lot of flack here, and Max's been talking about him, saying he's got the utmost confidence in him and whatnot. So he played like ninety something percent of the snaps last week too. So yeah, and Aguilar's going to be out again. So literally, no one will play him. Um, and then, <laughs> but uh, I think I'm just going to go out to Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup and call it a day, and uh, you know, bring it back with Marquise if uh, if he's back and and you know 
in, in good game shape. And especially uh, if, if Lamar's back, that should help him a lot if he plays. But I think Marquise can get there either way. So that would be the other stack. And then for like a gross stack, I'm trying to see. Uh, I mean, I, I guess Mac Mac Jones is the gross. Stack, that definitely so. qualifies as gross yeah, for so, sure. So so we're good to go. So um, all right, let's have a good week. Let's crush. Uh, you know, uh, gonna follow up my uh, strong week last week with one more good week. You know, you it's always like that two solid weeks in a row that you need, right? Like it's like because it's so tough in DFS to just consistently keep. Keep just get that confidence of two weeks in a row. That's all you need. Yep. And you got to just be seeing the board, making the right, making the right plays. That's what this week's going to be all about for you and for me. Congratulations on the Yahoo bankroll challenge. I mean, that's a hell of a rate of return. I hope the people who uh, are members of your site or go onto your site um, appreciate that. And have, hopefully some people have tagged along along the way. Um, all right. Uh, let's have, let's have a good uh, week 17. This has been the RG DFS tournament takes podcast and we'll catch you next week.